I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Before we get to the list, there are a few players from 1990 to 2020 that we want to talk about in general. Yeah, James Harden has to be uh, one of the uh, most amazing players because of the fact that, to me, he travels half the time when he scores. <laughs> so I, that whole step back move, Gary, just irks me to the nth degree because I'm telling you, when I played in the six in the 70s, if I did that, that whistle, would have, I, I could see the referee right now just blowing a whistle and moving his arms and traveling. But he gets away with it. It makes him open all the time. He doesn't have to use many moves, just step back. But it's been deemed as being legal now. And once again, he's, as I mentioned earlier, a two-time scoring champion. Um, also won an assist title. Uh, the whole way they play their game in, in, in Houston, where you just run to a spot and he throw up threes, is just so uh, it's foreign to me because we just didn't play basketball like that uh, back in the 70s. And I don't think we did, many players did that back in the 80s, where now you live and die by the three. And he's done very well doing that. Um, doesn't shoot you know, 40% from the three-point line. His career average from the three-point line is about 36%. Um, but what I do like about James Harden is that he didn't even start. He's one of those players like John Havlicek who came off the bench and all of a sudden he ended up being a, a player that would be not only an all-star repeatedly, but a, a most valuable player for the entire year type of uh, star. No, you know, I agree with you. Uh, James Harden's on my list as well. Um, you know, the Mike D'Antoni system has really helped James Harden tremendously because it's either shoot a three, you know, or go, you know, and drive the basket and try to get a free throw, uh, you know, two free throws up. He's the best at drawing fouls in the league. It does piss me off as a fan of watching basketball from time to time. But I'm going to stay on the positive right now with James Harden. And, uh, no, he is definitely the best ISO scorer in the league. And, you know, obviously the biggest knock on James Harden is he's is he hasn't won a championship yet. And he's and he's also on a team with another guy who I have on my list who has not won a championship yet either, and that's his former teammate and current teammate, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is is now, you know, Mr. Triple Double. You know, he's done it, you know, two years in a row and you know, in OKC and he really, you know, has shown that you can lead a team basically through energy. You know, Russell Westbrook is not the great shooter he's, you know, at all. He's one of the worst shooters in the, in the league, especially from three-point range. But he definitely gets to the basket at a very, very high level. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Russell Westbrook. So, for me, just off the way he plays alone, I put Russell Westbrook on my list. I agree. I was going to go there as well since they, are, they were teammates and now they're back being teammates. Russell, Russell Westbrook, I believe right now, is the best athlete in basketball. Um, he is just, his speed is incredible. His leaping ability is incredible. Um, for a 6-3 guy to actually manage to get triple doubles, that is 
managed to get 10 rebounds a game. It's just remarkable. I, I believe there are four seasons, Gary, three to four seasons that he's averaged a triple-double. I mean, that is, that is just insanity just to even think about that. And he has um, been an all-star, you know, nine times, um, two-time uh, scoring champion as well, and uh, MVP, uh, two-time assist. Yes, yeah, twice he won the assist title, I believe. 21 points per game scoring average, 47% from the field uh, shooting. And that's because he gets a lot of dunks. You know, he, when he gets the ball, he can go court, he can go rim the rim. He, he was, he's that fast. And thus, uh, his scoring average and his shooting percentage is high, mainly because he gets to the rim. 38% from the free from the three-point line, which is better than one would think, because one would think that James Harden would have the, the better uh, career three-point shooting record or scoring average, but nope, that wouldn't be true. It's Russell Westbrook at 38% from the three-point line and 88% from the uh, from the free-throw line while getting about eight rebounds a game as a 6-3 guard. Just absolutely remarkable. So, well, the reason why I have, you know, I said Russell Westbrook's not a great shooter is, yes, his, his averages look good now, but over the last few years, if you look, his averages have decreased in free throw percentage, in field goal percentage, and in three-point percentage. I believe this year it's actually in the 20s, which is not good. That's enough. a good point. Uh, uh, but, you know, James Harden, you know, in the beginning of his career, didn't shoot the ball as well as he does now. And James Harden is a streaky shooter because he throwed up a whole lot of threes. But, you know, they're both great players. And unfortunately, unfortunately for them, the Houston Rockets decided to go all small ball. But we'll talk about that at another time. <laughs> now, my final three, and obviously I've really already cut my final three because I've, I've added Leonard, and I'm giving strong consideration to uh, to Gary Payton. So I'm really down the last two, but I'm going to still stick with my last three since that is the way I planned it. Are very very um, controversial in my mind because they're I can be place them with another three very quickly. Next one would be Carmelo Anthony. I just like the guy. The guy is, uh, has been a winner all of his life until he got into the NBA. He hasn't won a national, he hasn't won a championship with the NBA, but he was a dominant high school player. I just totally dominated Maryland basketball as a high school player. One year in college, and he won the national championship for his team there at Syracuse. Uh, just, they just rolled over everybody that year. He was just totally dominated the, the college scene. And while playing in the NBA, if you take out his last couple of years, the guy probably has an average of around 26 points a game. I mean, his overall career, even with the latter couple of years, would be 24 points a game. Now, I say all of that, and yet there was a time not too long ago when Carmelo could not find a home. And that's – you could say, how can a guy be on a list of all-time greats when no one wanted him for a period of time. And that's true. No one, he had a hard time connecting with the team. Uh, Carmelo, 45% from the field, 35% from three, 81% from the free throw line, getting about six and a half rebounds a game. Ten-time all-star, scoring champion as well. Um, but I'm conceding, he's a tough pick. But... Being from Maryland, and since we spent a lot of our time in Maryland, you, you know, Gary, um, his AAU basketball team is also legendary. I'm showing some love to Carmelo Anthony. I completely agree with you. 
Uh, I think, you know, I don't think that's a tough pick at all. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is, you know, definitely is worthy to be on the top 25 of this quote-unquote generation. And that's because of one thing. And I think people forget this. Before Phil Jackson started running the Knicks, Carmelo Anthony made the playoffs every single year. So that was around 2014. So basically from t- for 12 years, 11 years, he made the he made the all uh, the playoffs every single year. That's something that LeBron James did not do, and that's something that Dwayne Wade did not do. So if you look at Carmelo Anthony's uh, career, it's actually better than people think, and I think people really look at it, you know, uh, his career in a very negative light. If it honestly, if Joe Dumars would have drafted uh, Carmelo instead of Darko Milicic. I think Carmelo would have two rings right now for the Detroit Pistons. That's just me personally. So, so, so Carmelo Anthony definitely deserves to be on this list. Very good point. Now, my last two. Oh, it's a, it's the struggle. So, I feel like cheating and naming four, and then we can talk about the which ones to be on there because no. I won't cheat. Okay, so we won't cheat. We won't cheat. Then I'm going to go with with uh, my next pick being. I got to go with him because he is the truth, and that's Paul Pierce. Uh, Paul Pierce, a 10-time All-Star, missed the clutch. I mean, he, not only would he want the ball when he when the game is going into crunch time, he would manage to score no matter whether it was a three-pointer or driving to the basket or hitting two free you know, clutch free throws. The man was always on target when it came to, to clunch time basketball. Reminded me so much of Jerry West from that perspective because he just he wanted the ball. You, you could see in his eyes that this was going in. And its overall scoring average is around 20 points a game. Uh, shot about 44% from the, from the field, 81% from, from the foul line. A 10-time All-Star. And they've also won the championship, the Celtics, back in uh, 2008. Um, so great that he did earn a nickname. He is the truth. But uh, I, I enjoyed watching him play because of his toughness and his um, ability to play smart basketball all the time. I completely agree with you. Paul Pierce, you know, actually, we were actually at the game. Um, I believe it was in um, the playoffs. I believe it was the first series where Boston was playing the Miami Heat. When Dwayne Wade was there, you know, this is before LeBron James and Chris Bosh got there. But Paul Pierce made a game-winning step-back mid-range jump shot to end um, to end the game. And it was, you know, it was, you know, it was um, incredible to watch. So I completely agree with you. Paul Pierce should be on the list just for his clutchness alone. He should be on this list. Okay. So we agree there. Now, I have one more left. And this this individual, I'm, I'm leaning toward him because of uh, – a number of reasons. One is because of the strong Connecticut connection. And his team went on to win the national championship for UConn. And um, he w- went on to have an outstanding NBA career. And my last person would be Ray Allen. Ray Allen, a 10-time All-Star, uh, arguably the best three-point shooter in the history of the NBA. And that's showing a great deal of love toward my toward another person, that being Reggie Miller. But I tell you, Ray Ray Allen, his shot, he got his shot off so quickly. It was amazing. It's like he barely would touch the ball and the ball would be up in the air. Um, 
just a remarkable shooter. Obviously, LeBron James loves the guy. He wouldn't have an NBA championship had it not been for, for Ray Allen. Uh, Ray won two championships, one with, with the, the the Heat and one with the Celtics. Uh, outstanding player. I mean, college player. He was All-American once again. And I said before, he led the team to the championship. Uh, shot 45% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, which is difficult to do. And automatic at the free throw line, shooting about 90%. Um, overall scoring average is about 19%. Um, maybe the knock would be he was never the number one guy yeah. in any of his teams. You know, he was like and Ray Allen. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't as though he he dominated the game like many of the other players that we talked about. Uh, it's not like he um, was a person that they they automatically had to put their number one defender on. Nope. But he still was a player that that if you didn't have him in clutch moments or if you needed to catch up and you were down by nine points. It was always a good thing to have a Ray Allen on your team because two or three threes, and all of a sudden the game could be tied up. I completely uh, disagree with you. Uh, Ray Allen, on my honorable mention, he almost made the list. I was shocked that that you didn't mention Tim Duncan on your list. But Ray Allen did lead the Milwaukee Bucks and the Seattle Sonics. He was the number one option on those two teams before he got You're right. You're right about that. So he – he was able to show that he can win games, but Ray Allen for me is on my honorable mention list. But we'll get to that. Uh, well, Gary, I will correct you. I do have Tim Duncan on my list. He was on the on the, the original one, so we, we can go back and check that. But he is on my list. I just we didn't talk about him, but he's on the on the list because he was one of your top five. He didn't my top right. five, but he was on my list in my original top fifteen. Uh, and we congratulate him for making the. Uh, the Hall of Fame, as well as um, a little more time later on congratulating the late Kobe Bryant as well, who we, we didn't put him in our category to talk about because um, he's in that elite class of that first four or five individuals from the years 1992 to the present. But um, yeah, Ray Allen was a close call for me too, Gary. It was a very, very close call. Um, I thought that what hurt me was the fact that he kind of broke up the big three when they had, you know, other players that we mentioned earlier, like Kevin Garnett and, and Paul Pierce. And he, you know, he, he left and they, and I, I, that kind of hurt me when I, when I saw him do that because um, they had something good going on there in Boston and he uh, left and obviously he found something better because they won a championship in, in Miami uh, very soon thereafter. But I, I just didn't, that left a kind of a sour taste in my mouth. Following three terms on the city council and three terms in Congress, former Congressman Gary Franks' consulting firm has helped scores of companies, large Fortune 500 firms, small businesses, and even startup companies secure millions of dollars in federal government contracts and international business opportunities. Congressman Franks, a Yale grad, author, Fortune 500 executive, and former visiting professor at Georgetown University, UVA, and Hampton University will use his knowledge, experience, relationships, and strategic plan model to help you reach that next level of success. Schedule your participation in an upcoming webinar to learn just how Congressman Franks can help you. For more information, email gary at garyfranks.org now. Okay, 
Okay, so Dad, um, I know that you did, um, you know, your list already, and Ray Allen was, you know, honorable mention for me. So I'm gonna do another honorable mention, and this one was really hard. It was really tough, but I think we both agree that this person does not deserve the MVPs that he has, and that's Steve Nash. So Steve Nash was honorable mention for me. Um, you know, if I put Gary Payton, Allen Iverson, and Jason Kidd, and Steve Nash. And John Stockton, I'm picking Steve Nash last. Sorry. So, you know, Steve Nash was a great player. You know, he's part of the 50-40-90 club. Uh, again, he's a two-time MVP. And without Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni, we don't have James Harden and Mike D'Antoni now. But he's honorable mention for me. I had him in the same category, Gary. But I think that uh, what we're both saying is that Mike D'Antoni should be on the list because he made two super two guys who – who, uh, who went on to win MVP awards on a, in a style of basketball that they probably would not have won MVP awards if they played for someone else. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So, but Steve Nash, you know, two-time MVP, I kind of disagree with both of his selections, quite frankly. Um, five-time All-Star, which was very low. I'm sorry, the five, eight-time All-Star. Uh, five times he won the assist title, which is very good. Uh, 14.3 points a game, uh, 49% from the field, which is very good. A remarkable 42% from the three-point line, which kind of surprised me. And he shot 90%, 90.4 to, to, uh, to be exact. So a solid honorable mention, but uh, does not crack the, the top 25 in this category. Uh, as far as I'm concerned as well, Gary. Another guy who who I would put on my honorable mention list, even though every year that he plays, I feel like saying, oh, my God, I would take him off my list of anything. And that is Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, when you look at his stats, you know, five-time All-Defensive Player of the Year, three times, I'm sorry, three times All-Defensive Player of the Year. Three times he won that award. On, on the All-Defensive Team, Five times, uh, he actually um, won the rebound title five times as well. He actually won the block shots title twice. He actually won the slam dunk. I mean, the guy has honors that you say to yourself, why isn't this guy way up on the list? I don't think many big guys have done that. But every year that he plays, I know he's getting older like all of us. It just causes me to scratch my head and say, oh, my God, this guy cannot be on at all anything list, but yet when you look at his numbers, they are very, very impressive. Um, scoring average, he averaged 17 points, four points a game, even though every year that he's played over the last four or five years are just keep bringing down his career scoring average. And he, he averages about 13 rebounds a game, despite the fact that he barely plays in a lot of the games today. Um, but, you know, he's honorable mention. I, I put him there because you just can't, push out any of the other players in, in order to put Dwight Howard on the top 25. Dwight Howard is nowhere near my honorable mention list because uh, he has absolutely no post game. But Dwight Howard did have a stretchy, you know, he did carry the Orlando Magic to an NBA Finals. They lost to the Lakers. So, you know, that is a good honorable mention pick. Uh, for me, uh, another one of my honorable mentions is Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller carried the Indiana Pacers to the NBA Finals in 2000. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he had that very classic match with Spike Lee at the Garden, you know, when he was in uh, – well, he played his whole career in Indiana. But to me, Reggie Miller is probably this, the most clutch 
three point second most clutch three point shooter behind Ray Allen because Ray Allen did hit that classic shot uh, for LeBron James and the Miami Heat in 2013. But Reggie Miller is honorable mention. And he is for me too, Gary. I, I, he's one of those players that I've grown to uh, love even more since his exit from basketball because I think, like in the case of of our friend Charles Barkley, who you've had a chance to meet and spent some time with. Um, he's been a great analyst for, for basketball. He calls it like he sees it, and he's, he's just a pleasant guy. And I, I enjoy listening to uh, any game in which Reggie Miller is, is, is a part of. Five-time All-Star, 18.2 points a game. You know, it's hard to have him bump anybody on our list. I uh, shot 47%, great three-point shooter. But when you say great three-point shooter, you know, there's a lot of them, you know, and obviously he's not in my category, in my, to my estimation, better than Ray Allen, as you said before. But they both shot almost 40% from the field. Uh, Ray Allen was better, but uh, Reggie, Reggie Miller was 39.5% from the field, from, from the three-point line. Um, good player, but just does not make the top 25 list. Another good player, Gary, that doesn't make the list, but I just like him. And, and there's another player that you had a chance to spend some time with. In fact, you have pictures with this guy, and that's Tracy McGrady. Uh, Tracy averaged about 20 points a game for his career, uh, 43.5% from the, from the field. Um, just a player that you would enjoy watching play basketball. He won two scoring titles, but only a seven-time All-Star and um, never really won any real big games for, for his team. But a joy to watch. I can still see him in an all-star game in which he uh, uh, threw the ball off the backboard and went in and dunked it. Um, I like him just like I like Vince Carter, who, uh, who not even honorable mention in my estimation, but they're, they're related, and you had a chance to meet and spend time with both individuals. They're just classy guys. And uh, in the case of Vince Carter, living with the, the, the legend of North Carolina, University UNC has had some classy players not just Michael Jordan, some little number of players there who were just outstanding. Uh, Tracy McGrady, I, I believe, was one of those players who didn't go to college, I believe, Gary, and uh, had a very long yeah. career, but um, just could not crack the list, even though uh, he has two scoring titles and averaged 20 points a game for his career. Well, we'll say it like this, uh, uh, you know, for all the people out there. If you average 32 points a game one season and you're honorable mention, that just shows how tough this list was for us. But Vince Carter is my last honorable mention player again because he changed basketball. He he was he's really the Michael Jordan of Canada, you know, of Toronto, and just what he was able to do in that 2000 Slam Dunk contest is just phenomenal. Um, he wasn't able to win a championship, but the fact that he's still playing, he's the only player in NBA history to play three decades. That's remarkable. So, yeah. Just for that reason, you know, I'm going to make him my last honorable You know, Gary, player. because of those comments, I'm going to make him my honorable mention guy as well because his slam dunks were just unbelievable. I mean, I can still see his, his elbow in the rim. And you know how hard it is to put your elbow in the rim? When you put your arm up and you see where your, where the, where your elbow would be, you, that would mean your head is, is essentially at the rim or – 
better. So that's that's an incredible, incredible feat. Um, and you have to you have to give him some love for still playing. I mean, just his uh, longevity alone is something that is absolutely remarkable. Um, another honorable mention guy for me would be. You mentioned Reggie Miller. I think I have one more. No, I don't, because I'm not going to go with – I had three guys who just don't qualify to a certain degree, that being Kyrie Irving, Paul George. They don't really qualify for that because they're a little too young. Uh, Kevin Love, I wanted to show some love to love, but I wouldn't put him on my honorable mention list. I, I just can't get him there. And the same thing with Tony Parker. I wanted to show some love to Parker, but they just don't make it. And so uh, I think I'm going to conclude my my honorable uh, mention list with those folks. Blake Griffin just didn't make it, you know. So that's it for me as far as honorable mention. Let's make this clear: Kyrie Irving does make our cut because he was drafted in 2011 but you know we just don't feel that Kyrie has done enough due to the injuries um, you know to make our top 25. Yeah, I agree so he's um, he had a scoring average of 22.4 points a game he shoots, he, his shooting is very good you know 47% from the field 39% from three 88% from the free throw line and he averages about six assists a game. And LeBron would not have that championship had it not been for Kyrie Irving. So, you know, it's a tough call. Six-time All-Star. The guy is going to only get better if he, if he can get healthy for, for the next few seasons down the road. Rookie of the year as well. Um, Three-point shooting contest winner. But just doesn't quite make it. But you know, Kevin Love, as I said before, it has time. He also uh, won a unique award of most improved player, five-time All-Star. He actually won the three-point shooting contest while also winning the um, the uh, rebound championship one year. Um, 18.3 points a game, 44% from the field, 37% from three as a 6'11 guy and 83% from the free throw line and average a double-double with 11 rebounds a game. So, you know, once again, the honorable mention, yes, I would put Kevin Love in there, but um, does not make the overall cut. So our two lists of 25, we are merging them and coming up with the top 50 players of all. Folks, look forward to having you back soon, and goodbye. Don't forget to subscribe.